Hi guys, salam. I'm Aida, a writer who loves to talk, and welcome to another episode of The Aida Aslin Show. Joining me this week is the super strong, super inspiring Noor Fasari. I call her Kat Norfa and I see her as the Singaporean version of Victoria Beckham because yes, she's married to one of our best national footballer in Singapore but more importantly, she holds her own ground by running not one, not two but three businesses of her own, mashallah. Kat Norfa is one of the most humble ladies I've ever met and my respect for her grew a million fold after this episode because she was just so honest with her struggles and she was just so generous with her sharing, mashallah. In this episode, Kat Norfa briefly shares about her recent struggle with the law. She also shared the importance of always trusting and relying on Allah in everything that we do to always bounce back after a failure. I've learned so many things from my conversation with Kat Norfa and it is my hope that you'll be able to take away some gems too, inshallah. Without further ado, here's my conversation with the beautiful Norfa Sari. Assalamualaikum guys, welcome to another episode of The Aida Azlin Show and today I'm super excited to speak to the Victoria Beckham of <laughs> Singapore. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Kak Norfa Sari, how are you Kak Norfa? I'm good, Assalamualaikum. Waalaikumsalam. I need to give context to the listeners because they can't see us. Kak Norfa is wearing this beautiful red shawl. And this really pretty embroidered top from Zara that she said cost only twenty dollars. It's a dress. Oh, it's a dress. Yes. <laughs> nice. Okay, later I I come up and I pray for you. Eh? Okay, awesome. Kat Norfa is wearing a red shawl, um, and I said she's like the chili to my mustard because I'm wearing yellow. <laughs> and I love that we're wearing bright because I really need it. It's 9am in the morning in London and seeing Kat Norfa's face. Yeah, it looks gloomy though through the window. It is gloomy. It's getting cold. It's gonna rain soon, is it? I know, right? Yeah, yeah. welcome to London. <laughs> Teleport me to London. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kat Norfa, before okay. we begin, yes. can we just have a quick introduction of yourself for my listeners? Who um, might not know you, but I don't think so lah. I think everybody knows you. No lah. Sure got people don't know. <laughs> okay, I am uh, Norfa Sari. I am a mother of three. Mika, Moza and Moaz. Two boys and one girl. And I am an entrepreneur. I mean, I am a founder of Aspa by Norfa Sari. Moza Aesthetics. To meet by Norfa Sari. Inshallah, more things coming lah. Amin. Amin, amin. Amin. Kat Norfa can never Sayang. like, like my mom say, duduk diam. Like, that's oh, yes. a term. 
Oh, your mother, yeah, man. Yeah, your mother is right. Betul. I really cannot. I don't know how to relax. Like macam I'm over at Bintan or like a resort holiday for three days. I cannot just lepak and do nothing. You get bored? Yes, I get bored because we are just very active. Me and my husband were just like, okay, can we just get to doing something? No, we need to oh, do Allah. something productive. No, I tak paham. No, we don't understand what lepak is basically. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes I'm like my mom will tell me slow down, slow down. And I'm like I don't understand. You know, it's just. Mm. Probably it's a habit Or probably it's just The the culture It's your DNA I don't know Yeah it's my DNA probably Masha'Allah yeah. Yeah, So um, talking about mothers right Also a bit of context To the listeners I told Kat Norfa this earlier That uh, my parents Specifically requested To have Kat Norfa on the show They're huge fans Masha'Allah oh, Alhamdulillah Masha'Allah Thank you <laughs> And I met Kat Norfa first In real life In a fashion show And when I saw her Kat Norfa was stunning. You were with your daughter, uh, Moza. Yes, Moza, yes. Yeah, that was a yeah, few years ago. So I came up to you and said that I love like listening to you, you know. <laughs> like you you speak so well. It's like, sedapnya dengan suara you, you know, like very nice. You know, I, I was just telling your assistant that I know uh, your vlog from the first vlog that mata you tak tengok camera. Do you remember that? That particular... Kak Norfa, don't say that. Yeah, that's Bad how... memories. <laughs> how, how long ago? Is that three, four, five years? Oh my years? God. Yeah, three, four Probably, years ago. Yeah, so that's how I know who you are. And I keep Masha on listening Allah. to you and I like, oh my God, you you speak so well. It's just a natural um, flair that I think I don't have it. No, I don't I know how to express that. my words so much, you know. So it's like, well, it's nice to hear. It's like something different, you know. Thank you, Karanfa. That means a lot to me. So I wanted to kick off the conversation today by okay. asking you, what was the most recent things you've learned either from your family or from running your multiple businesses or okay. from anything really, from day-to-day life, something that you found interesting recently. It could be silly, it could be deep, it could be anything. This is the first time that I'm going to share this. It, it just happened to me probably about a few weeks back. It's not something positive. I've been running Spa by Nofasari for the past 10 years next year, mashallah. And Yeah, and uh, from Changi Road, we moved to Arab Street and I couldn't get my license, my massage license there. And they keep on uh, rejecting me, saying that there's okay. so many spas around. So this oh. is all, if I'm going to go deep into it, it's going to take the whole day so I'm just going to give you the gist of it I'm just going to share a little bit and there it's something that I don't really share I mean most of mm-hmm. my friends know so basically this happened last year when we moved and um, keep on rejection and all that basically because I'm, I'm running an all-ladies spa right so mm-hmm. I thought that you know while I appeal and got rejected appeal appeal uh, so many times I would just run my business because I've already moved and I have mm-hmm. loyal customers and we are all Muslim I'm not doing something that is um, illegal yeah, yeah it's just uh, regulatory and it's just licensing problem mm-hmm. the authority find out and they decided to find me oh no it got dragged so badly it's like a cloud hanging on my head for so mm. many months and uh, it took one year so finally uh, just before awal muharram they still reject my license they say that there are too many spas around there and they couldn't grant me a massage license and i said that but mine is quite unique because i'm an all ladies spa and i've mm-hmm. been operating for 10 years not that i just opened you know we are just moving yeah. moving place there was so much things that was happening and ding dong with the authorities and authorities. all that um, at that point of time 
it was one of the scariest because I've not been to the state court. You had and to go to uh, court. I have to go to court. Yes. <gasps> <laughs> no, they have to like ask me why are you running this business, blah blah blah, license, and then you know, a day before Mal Hijrah. I doa to Allah You know I said that I'm going to court tomorrow Whether I should pursue And go on trial And fight for my case Or should I just let it go Close the case mm-hmm. And plead guilty And pay the fine I have already like Us her Aida What I learned along the way Is probably I rely too much on people Oh subhanallah I put my hopes On people lah basically On I thought that Oh this uh, minister can help me This uh, VIPs can help me This uh, mm-hmm. chairman from a big organisation Can help me to go through this And can help me appeal and all that But I've maybe along that journey I've actually forgotten that You know I shouldn't rely on people And I should actually Go to him lah basically Kak Nurfa, goosebumps. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that must have been super difficult for you. Yes, it's difficult because I've never been... I mean, none of us... Okay, most of us are not... I don't go to police. I mean, this is my first time. <laughs> 37 years of my life, I have to go and face the investigation officer the and judge. talk about my business. Yeah, and also go to state court and talk about what I'm facing, you know, that I've been trying to appeal and all that. And I couldn't get through. And that's what I think that is very, very interesting that it's a hefty amount, definitely. It's a lot of money. But at the end of the day, I always say that there's always hikmah. You know, Mak Mak Suri cakap, there's always hikmah. And I believe that this is a test for me. I mean, mm. after 37 years old, baru nak masuk court, macam pesalau, you know. Like, yeah, I've never <laughs> been there. So it's like, and I decided, you know, I said that, okay, tomorrow is Ma'al Hijrah. You know, I, I need to new find year. answers here, Allah. I said this is going to be a new year. I don't want to having this thing on my head for the past one year. I've appealed, Mm-mm. they reject and they don't want to give it to me. I said maybe Allah wants me to slow down a little bit because at that point mm. of time, I was handling two things. I was handling Spa Banovasari and Moza Aesthetic. And, and mm. I have three kids and my husband was away for three years. He's in Thailand. He was working in Thailand. It's a good thing that I... Reflect, you know I said that You know Probably that Allah is telling me something You know You slow down Your your kids are growing Pay more attention to them You know um, InsyaAllah He will gantikan You know Dengan lebih baik lah For sure Yeah For and, sure You'll replace and something like I, Yeah So when I said that Okay This is it now. I discussed with my family I discussed with my lawyer I said that You know what What's the point of Pursuing this case I, I've been called Operating a lesbian spa Can you believe what? it <laughs> That is ridiculous. This is the first time I'm like openly talk about it because it's over now. So it's like I want to get it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Use me as your outlet. Yeah. <laughs> so on, on that day before Malhijra, I said that I spoke to my lawyer. I mean, we, we talked to my families and all that. We said that, okay, you know what? Just pay the fine. Yeah. And tomorrow is Malhijra. It's time for you to move forward and to bounce oh, back and to rise again. And to stand tall That's again. That's so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Along the way, like I said, like I told you, it's a journey where i forgotten that, you know, Allah is there, you know. Why is it that I keep on relying to other people? I rely so much on people to help me appeal, to help me to... Tapi I lupa nak minta pada Allah. I've forgotten tau. I lupa nak, Ya Allah, tolong dapatkan license. Kenapa susah nak dapat masalah license? Saya nak cek rezeki halal. You know, that kind of conversation, I did not have it. Subhanallah. Yes, I keep on meeting people after people, jumpa orang after orang, VIPs and all that, or minister, whatever you call it. Just for asking for help. Can you please help me? And then I realised it's just... No one mm. says that, oh, I can help, yeah, because I have a rank, you know, because I 
like I have network, I am a certain status in the community, I definitely can yeah. help you. It's, it's a very easy. I've forgotten that. Why didn't I doa for it? You know, it's a simple thing mm. as. Although orang cakap apa je minta doa license, you know, but sometimes it's like. In doa, you have to be really specific lah. You minta doa. Yeah. To me, to me, you in doa, you really have to be specific. Sometimes you minta doa, Ya Allah, Ya Tuhanku, murahkanlah rezeki. You know, sometimes it, it's just too broad and too wide. General. Yes, yeah. too general. So when you want to doa, you know, this is what I said to my uh, children as well. I said that I share with them. I said that, you know, when you doa, it has to be specific. What do you want? This is all faith. Even if you mm. don't ah, you say I want to get 80, but I got 79. But you know there must be a reason why Allah didn't grant you. Or probably He will, He would replace it with something much better. You know, probably yeah. okay next term He will say that you don't ah me more. Then you know you, you, I will give it to you, you get more. Get hundred. Yes, yes. So <laughs> that's what along the way that I lost it. I lost that mm. connection. You know, so I am more. so busy with dunya that I forgot. Why? Why didn't I ask from Allah? So, basically, before the I went to court, to I asked Allah, Ya Allah, you know, if this is it, this is what returned for me. I'm just, it's thirteen thousand. I got fined thirteen thousand. Um, it's a lot of money. It's probably for like, like one year saving, kan? Yeah, yeah. But I told, I said that Ya Allah, okay, probably, you know, this thirteen thousand. I'm just gonna niat it as I jatuh niat. I said that I'm gonna pay it up and say that. You know, probably this is zakat harta yang terlepas pandang. Along mm. the way, I want barakah in my business, and probably this amount of money is not meant to be mine. You had to let go of it. Yeah, yeah, I have to let go of it, and it's not meant to be mine. It's not mine, basically. That's why I have to go through all this. And like zakat harta, lah, probably, you know, along the way, when you are making so much money, you forgot, you know. So I mm. said that it's okay, I, I let go and I want to move on with my life. And now you feel so light. You feel yes. like oh mashallah no and then the best part on the next day on the first day of mal hijrah my face was on the newspaper i'm not gonna say what? which newspaper yeah it was saying that you know i can uh, i can uh, summon and all that so okay my life is basically like an open book you know you can actually know most of the things through social media to what is it I do have um, like DMs and say that you know uh, you baca Quran why you buat spa tak ada lesen like like just so random. Are you for real? Yes, that's my life. Welcome to my life. <laughs> <laughs> I have DMs like oh, why you kena saman because I think the article is just so vague like just like that. Yeah, they it? don't know you've been trying yes. to appeal for a year. Correct. You've been talking to so many people. Yes, and like nobody called me for like a... Verification. Like a verification and I think it's just that, you know. On the first day, obviously, like in the morning, my father called me, my, my aunties and all that because they all like, hey, so are, are, you, are you okay? And what happened? And all that. So I told them, I said that, why should I answer to all these people? Even my lawyer mm. said, do you want to come out with a statement and talk about it or anything? I said that, no, I don't think that I want to talk about it because now I feel that I just want to let it go, bounce back, uh, mm. rebuild what I have lost along the way. Uh, what is reputation? I mean, it's something that I don't think that it's a necessity. At the end of the day, I feel that Allah knows. Allah mm. knows what's happened. Allah knows what's inside my heart. Allah knows yeah. that what I have been doing 
for the past one year. Now is the time for me to actually um, not repair. I would say that reconnect back to Allah. Yeah. Mashallah. Mm, so many lessons points. I don't even know where to start. I think the first thing that comes to my mind is for any of us who's reading a piece of news or who's like hearing a rumor about somebody, like do not be so quick to judge. Yes. And yes, do not yes. be so quick to assume that you know the full story because there's always two sides of the story, Correct. right? Yes. 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 Yeah. yeah. And at the end of the day, like. Kat Nurfah said, only Allah knows the truth, kan? Yeah, only no, Allah knows the truth. I don't need to react. I don't need to answer to those people. I, I don't see the point. I said that, you know. I just need Allah to know lah. That's all. And Allah knows everything. Mm. Yeah. And I feel like the timing couldn't be any more perfect. Like it was Ma'al Hijrah, it was the new year. Yes, mashallah. Yes, yes, yeah. Like Allah is trying to tell you, Norfa, it's the new year. Yeah. Like you got to learn to let go. <laughs> yes, and yes, yes. And you know, bounce back. When you fail, when you down or in you know, whatever things that you face, there's always something that you can learn. No need sure. to be ashamed of it. To me, it's something that you pick up whatever you have left you don't need to don't want to go out malu and like you know I'm like this you know to mm. me Allah knows what's inside your heart that's all that's exactly. the most important thing yeah yeah and nobody's life is perfect man nobody yes yes yes, yes. <laughs> Allah Kanufa, thank you so much for being so brave um, for sharing that yes thank you yeah subhanallah so many things happened to you within the space span of one year and like you were saying that you know your husband weren't there and your kids were yes. growing up so I had to like beg my husband um, to come back you know because he was before this um, COVID pandemic all uh, he was still in playing in Thailand he has a one year one more year contract uh, actually this year and I told mm-hmm. him that you know I as much as you people think that I'm a superwoman which I am not <laughs> so basically this uh, COVID I don't find it um, at a a disaster or anything. I find it that uh, it gets my family back together. I Not get sure. to reset. I get to do a lot of self-reflection. I get to mm-hmm. reanalyze my goals. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't like, okay, in five years time, what I want to do, I don't think about that anymore because now everything is changing so fast, right? You're like, <laughs> okay, we take it day by day. What's your daily goals? So I'll, I'll do that now. Where do I want to go as an entrepreneur? So I don't see, I don't like project. Have okay, five, five year years. Plan. Yeah, I don't do that anymore. You know, I'll go by probably quarterly. Uh, half mm. quarterly and we see how it goes yeah so that makes so much um, sense yeah that's why I say it's um, it's not really a disaster but it's the, the pandemic is really making us or making me reset you see the timing Allah punya susunan is so cantik that's why he is just the best of the best of planners right he susun your timing okay ma'al hijrah you're gonna okay close this chapter move on to another chapter your husband is back let's build everything back yes so that's my life. Inshallah. <laughs> Inshallah. Alhamdulillah. It's funny how you said that's my life because my next question to you is what does a day in the life of Nurfasari look like? Oh. Yeah, I wanted to know if like you have a fixed morning routine because I know with children is a bit... I'm sure like their schedule overrides your schedule. Oh, I yes. <laughs> Used to be um, my schedule. You follow my schedule. Now it's like overturned. <laughs> you have to follow <laughs> their schedule. Share with us your like morning routine. What does like a, a morning in Kat Norfa's life look like? 
I think usually it's the same. My kids selalu pun I will just send them to school in the morning. So if it's now, mm-hmm. last time maybe it was me, but now sekarang I pass it over to my husband who is back. <laughs> so probably pagi I will just bangun salat subuh and then get them ready for school. Just have a quick breakfast, and then after that I will just uh, prepare my third child for school. This sekolah oh. kindergarten. He's in nursery too. So oh, so, him. so Yeah, he's slightly later kan Slightly timing later Then after that I will try to squeeze A short nap Because if I don't nap This is very honest I really have to nap Because if I don't nap For one or two hours I will like In the, the afternoon je I kepala dah <laughs> Kepala dah Dah pening Yeah I get it I get it Yeah So I will just Maybe take a nap Kalau I have something To do Then I don't lah Then after that probably I will just uh, maybe do a simple exercise at home. Usually my working life will start after lunch. Oh. Yeah. So normally I will say that okay, any appointment meeting or I need to go back to spa to the office or anything, I have to study after my kids are back from school. I see. Yeah. So that's when I will spend maybe just before my grip I will come back. I like to emphasize duduk really makan together. together. Yeah, that's my routine. That's on weekdays, and the kids will sleep early, and then uh, then it will start again. So weekdays normally it will be a routine. Monday to yeah. Friday will be routine. So Friday night then it will be a bit relaxed, okay? So Moza will go for her, her art class. Saturday ada juga schedule, but we try to minimize tuition or anything. Activities, Everything is yeah. yes. Yeah, so it's like more. Uh, spending time together with the family. I had to like um hide my face in shame when Kat Norfa said, I will have a workout in and get a juice. When she <laughs> said that, I just, my face just looked down because I'm like <laughs> embarrassed. It's okay. <laughs> start, start slowly. Cannot like, wow, suddenly, I, wow, everything, every day must work out. No, you just start slowly once a yeah. week. It's, it's fine. I've yeah. seen your IG stories, Kat Norfa. Like, it's so inspiring. Like, you will like squeeze time in to go to the gym and stuff yes, like that. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, sure. I mean, if you want to look like at Norfa, then you got to put in the <laughs> <No>. work time. <laughs> you look okay and great, okay? Yeah. <laughs> But I don't have three children. <laughs> Inshallah, soon. Soon. I mean, I mean. I have so many questions. Like, because your life, like, there are so many areas to learn from. Like, your life as a mother, your life as an entrepreneur, yeah. and then your life, obviously, as a public figure. And how all of that overlap, kind. But I wanted to ask you, like, in the middle of the night when the whole world is asleep and there's no one but you and Allah, who exactly is Norfasari? Oh, wow. Alamak, that one sensitive. <laughs> okay, so when... This is what I always do at night. Because to me, sometimes I feel that I'm lost or... Especially this only come at night. Because siang you always busy, kan? You so many things. When you is everything is quiet. When you are at night, when you are about to sleep and you can't sleep, and you just like, which there are moments when I feel that which I'm so empty, I'm so lost, and I, my purpose ni? Why am I like working so hard? Why having a lot of money is it so important? You know why? You know that kind of purpose. You are just, you just start to question yourself. Mm. When I feel that. I'm so disconnect or I'm empty and I need something to slow down or anything. I would just check out. Okay, I'm just gonna take out the Quran and I'm just gonna flip through and I'm just gonna read a surah, you know, a particular surah and try to finish it. 
Yeah, I I don't need mm. to. Uh, sometimes I read the translation. In that way, mm. I feel like it's really feeding my soul. You know, it's like exactly. my soul is hungry. Like <laughs> I'm so lost. I'm so hungry. Nak cari cari makan. You know, like apa aku nak ni? What is it that I want at night? You no, know, besides the scroll scroll Instagram, okay lah, nothing, nothing much to see. Blah 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 blah. Okay, phones aside, but what is it? You know. Mm. Then after that, baru you like okay. I need to feed my soul. I probably read read Quran. The I probably Quran. need alone time. Of course, I speak to my husband, but it's a different kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a different kind of relationship. I would say, exactly. like, but um, you trust him so much, you know. Of course, you trust your husband, but of course, you know that he won't judge you. Like, apa ni nangis? You know, <laughs> why are you crying? What happened to you? You know that kind of that kind of relationship. You know, like, which um, okay, sorry, I'm twelve uh, tahun kami is like that. Okay, <laughs> why, why, why is it affecting you? You know, sometimes men are just like that. They, yeah, they don't get it. Like, why are you crying? Like, is everything okay? Yeah, why? What's wrong with you? Everything okay? What? Like, you know, so it's like different. You know, when you speak to him, you really pour your heart. And you mm, connect You feel lah. free after that Yes Like you feel like You're understood Yeah Before this To be honest Before I got Moza Before that I was like I don't think Allah Is listening to me You get what I mean Like mm. you know I don't have that connection So I'm like When you doubt You don't know Whether you Are being hurt Yeah you Whether you're being hurt or not So when I when that particular incident, I think you heard it about uh, in Masjidil Haram when you know Allah is like paying yeah. attention to me to what I said and He showed right in front of my what my daughter gonna be like. That moment onwards, it's like um, it changed your life forever. It's a journey, you know. It's it's not like I don't have doubt. Tapi Allah dengar ke? You know, you don't have. It's a slow. It's a process. Yes, it's a process, and I come mm. to a stage when I would say that Alhamdulillah that I can just. Okay, this is happening to me. I am just gonna leave it to Allah. I rida. That is such a blessing. Yes, you come to a point that I'm just gonna leave it to Allah. Yes, I tied the camel. I have used her, <laughs> but then you know I'm gonna leave it to Allah. There's no Mashallah. point for me to be worrying every day. There's mm-hmm. no point. Yeah, that is the connection that selalu macam malam-malam when I don't have... I get it. When I have the time for myself, I rasa macam I'm so lost. I like too busy with the dunya. Okay lah, just pick up anything or if I cannot pray or salat, I will just read the translation and, yeah. you know, just to get that back. Just just mm. to get that boost or get back to track basically i need to share the story of your masjidil haram doa for the listeners who haven't heard your story because even if they've heard yeah <laughs> i can hear it a hundred million times because it's so beautiful okay i'm going to try to tell the story but okay. if i make any mistakes you cut in okay okay <laughs> so when you were pregnant with your second child your moza your daughter whom i must say is the most beautiful angel <laughs> Mashallah. Yes. <laughs> so when you found out you were pregnant with her, when you went to like the scan, right? The doctor couldn't detect the lower arm of the, her. The forearm, yeah, the right forearm and hand. Yeah, they couldn't see Moses' right forearm and arm. Like it stopped there. Correct. So the the doctor called for an, a second opinion. I think it was like a long pause. Like yes. she really tried to look for it. And then the second doctor came and confirmed the analysis and they actually told you like you have until next week 
to decide whether you want to abort the baby or not. Correct. Yeah. It was quite um short period because Moza was already big. She was already I think what six six month plus. So it's illegal oh. coming to six months if I'm not mistaken. So it's in Singapore it's illegal to abort a baby after six months. So I had that one week to hit the six month mark. Yeah. Yeah, to terminate the pregnancy, it, uh, it's illegal if I'm doing it after six months. Yeah, that's the Singapore policy, yeah. And then you obviously spoke about it with your husband and your parents and your family and they all said, you know, maybe maybe it's a mistake, maybe, you know, you know, she'll be fine. Maybe they just can't detect it on the screen or anything. So you guys decided to continue with the pregnancy and before you gave birth, you went for Umrah, right? Yes, so basically I couldn't sleep every night. I cry. Mashallah, I have a, such a handsome son and I'm pregnant with a girl next. So that kind of expectation that I have, like, you know, oh, I have a handsome son. Okay, my girl. Why? Finally, you're going to get a girl. It's going to be perfect. You can dress her up. Yes. And then it's like, you know, okay, after that, we can just uh, close shop. You know, there's a lot of expectation going on on that day. So I was just crying, crying. I was basically disappointed. Mm. And... At that period of time, I actually questioned Allah, you know, I said that, um, why me? Why us? You know, because hand is so, it's, it's so physical that it's a, it's a necessity, right? So the, oh, the first yeah. thing that you go through your mind, is it a, a dolat? Well, how do you say dolat in English? Like a retribution. Yes, is it a retribution? Yeah. Because what we do wrong... Mm. So that's when you know my parents were saying, "Do you want to go to uh, Mecca?" And oh that was my first time to Mecca. Well, now I realize that, mashallah, like Moza actually opened the doors of goodness to so many things in your life. Yes, she yes, was actually yes. the reason, like, why you went to Mecca, your first time in Mecca. Yes, I so understand. okay. Then when you went to Mecca, you were in front of the Kaaba, and every day you would pray for the hand. You were very specific. Yes. Be specific, right? So I really asked for a hand. Betul-betul. No, really, really. My words are like, I want a hand. My daughter, please, please, like, sempurnakan dia. Please, like, let her born your hand. Yeah. For how many days were you making that doa, like, consecutively? I was from Madina. So, mashallah. So, from Madina, I get to go Taman Radha. I didn't ask for anything, you know. I sit inside Taman Radha. And, yeah, I didn't ask anything. I, I even said that, you know, Ya Allah, I don't want anything else in this world. Nothing. I don't want anything else except for her hand subhanallah another goosebumps yeah I said that I think he knows how badly I wanted it to be you know so yeah mashallah so Kat Norfa made dua for her daughter's hand every day and then one day as soon as she made that dua she saw a little girl and she was walking towards you, right? Yeah. Uh, that was the day, the night that I arrived from Madinah to Mecca. I'm going to see Kaaba for the first time. So Masha I like, Allah. as I walk from my hotel, I could see like, like at tepi-tepi. You can see from afar, we're like, oh my God, like, is that real? Am I really accepted? Am I really here? I think it's natural for everyone to feel that, you know, Ya Allah, I have Am so I worthy? much sin. Yes. Oh yeah. my God, do you feel that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yes, yes. You know, like, am I worthy to be here? To mm. pray at the most magical and beautiful place on earth? Am I, am I yeah, like that? Inshallah. So I was going through that emotion. A lot of emotions were playing. But at the same time, when everybody were like, I did not say that. I said that, Ya Allah, please, I keep on rubbing my tummy. Rub and rub and rub, you know. 
So as I want to walk, I can see the Kaabah. I'm like pretty excited, pretty scared, pretty nervous. Don't know what to expect. So you heard a lot of stories, right, about magical stories in Mecca yeah. and all that. So yeah. I wasn't really thinking about that, but I was just, you know, okay, I'm gonna see Kaabah. I'm ready, you know. I'm gonna ask whatever because you know that whatever you ask for there, it's either Mr. they will grant it or they will replace it with something better. So I said that I'm gonna go Kaabah. I this is my time. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna specifically ask for the hand. So come one, um, this little girl, about seven to eight years old, I think at that time, or maybe slightly younger, about six, seven years old. She was wearing a long jilbab. So as I was walking, and then as I was rubbing, my mother-in-law on my right, my father is on my left. She was coming from my right, and then you know, I I really, really, kita semua dalam ihram, and we really like, ya Allah, like minta doa and all that. I keep on saying, ya Allah, I don't want anything else, ya Allah, nothing, nothing in this world. I just want her to be born with right hand. So and then this girl approached, and I know that she wanted to ask me for money. So I turned and then I said that uh, I want separate, uh, ada small change tak? My father tak sempat nak jawab. When I turn back, I saw her. The little girl, her hand was like this. Keluarkan tangan dia daripada jilbab dia, like that. Oh, Masya Allah. Yeah, and at that point of time, I don't know how is it tangan budak, tangan kodong, how look like. If I if I were to say, it's really tangan kodong, you know. It's really how how is is it going to be. So Allah actually, you know, show it to be that she practically do that. It, and it's right hand also. Right hand, I mean, exactly gini. the same. Exactly, exactly the same. That particular moment, I think I was just almost want to pingsan. Like I was really screaming <laughs> on top of my voice. I mean, I'm like, I wasn't shocked because of that girl. Like that. I was just shocked that berjuta juta. Allah there's answered. so many. Yes, there's so many people tengah buat ibadah in Majidil Haram, but you show it to me. You know, this is how my girl going to be. This is exactly how she is going to be. Are you seriously listening to me? You know, I actually said that. You are listening to me, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you are seriously listening to me. I couldn't believe it, you know. And that on, oh, I tell you, once you know that Allah is actually watching you and listening to you, that kind of connection you have, that is something that, you know, I don't want to um, lose. Yes, along the way. In a way, I feel that he is telling me that your daughter is going to be just like this. So I want you to read When I dah nampak bila I dah ini, I come to term of it. Like, I don't mm. ask anymore. I dah nampak khabar, I said that, you know, you already showed me the signs. I don't want to ask for the hand anymore. But, you know, if really, really betul, the girl is going to be how my daughter is going to be, I ikhlas, Ya Allah, I redha, Ya Allah. I said that, you know, but please, please make her a beautiful girl, Ya Allah. Please Amin. make her cantik, secantiknya, Ya Allah. Kasih dia kesihatan, Ya Allah. That's all I ask for. Amin. I said that it doesn't matter. Uh, your gift is to me. You are giving me this amanah. Please make her a very beautiful girl. And, you know, cantik, sihat, walafiat. MashaAllah. MashaAllah, I mean. And, like, how many years later now? It's been nine years. Nine years, yes. <laughs> Subhanallah. And Moza has grown up to be super creative, super smart, super kind. And you can see from how she interacts with her, both her younger and elder brother. Like, she's always that middle. She's like the 
peacemaker, I would say. Yeah, and she's always um, happy. I think that's most important she as well. She is always smiling. Yes, yes. Yeah. She's always, um, for me, at the end of the day, as so much so as a parent, um, I try to instill a lot of uh, values or qualities in, in her. I At the end of the day, I keep on reminding her that um, she is special. She is the chosen Mashallah. one. I said that, you know, Allah make us almost the same. Like, you know, physically, all, all got two eyes, two, two hands, two legs. But Allah, Allah pay extra attention to you when He wants to meet Aww. you. No? That's the only way that I think it keeps her going. To, to know that Allah is always mm. with her. Allah pay extra attention for her to be born. So, you know, do you have to really believe in Him? And I always say that you know that when you die, your hand is waiting for you in heaven. It's in Jannah. Oh, I said that. Yeah. So sometimes she will ask me question like, you know, mommy, so when I want to cross the, <laughs> you know, they will ask like this kind of random question, you know, do you think because it's so thin, right? I cannot balance because I got no hand. Do you think that Allah will let me like, like flesh go through? <laughs> flesh. I'm sure, inshallah. Yeah, yeah. inshallah. Moza, that's a great question. That's such a great question. Yeah. I said that, you know, Moza, probably, you know, Allah will give you a, a little bit of discounts, I say. If you, if you are a good girl, <laughs> I mean, he will give you a little bit of discounts. And then, you know, maybe at the end of the other side, your your hands are really waiting for you. I said that. And yeah. you will be, you'll be like a normal, like any of us, I said that. It's a journey yeah, to, to raise her. But um, I'm taking it slow. I, I'm taking it to my best ability. But inshallah, like I say, there's no one else that, you know, I can mengadu or I can talk to at the other day. He is the greatest. He can, you know, instill whatever, take away whatever pain from your heart. He can also instill whatever uh, happiness or inside exactly. someone's heart. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. faith, I think it's, it's very important. I want to share with you what my Ustaza shared with me. She said that, you know how we love personalized gifts? Like we love like to have our initials. We love it when it's custom made for us. But my Ustaza said, Allah the thing that he does for us is everything is personalized for yes, us. Yes, yes, correct. Yeah. And this says he gave you was personalized for you because I feel like no one could do it as good as you. And that's why Allah gave it to you because he knew you could do it and you could do a great job with it. Mashallah. Oh, thank you. Mashallah. I have so, so many lesson points and I only barely ask you two questions. <laughs> Alamak, this one can go on until three hours I think the podcast. <laughs> okay, Kat Norfa, I want to ask you like something a bit lighthearted. Okay. We're going to play a game, okay? Alright. So, it's going to be called The First. The Game of the First. Um, okay. And you can answer it as fast as possible. Alamak, okay. First job. What was your first job? I was an S with this. Your first job is so cool. I work at McDonald's. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. no. When I was so 14. I start, really? Okay. So I started flying when I was um, 17. Mashallah. At that point of time, my father um, got retrenched and I couldn't afford to go to Polytechnic or like any of my friends or go to ITE. So I wasn't forced into the career, but um, it's something that I thought as a firstborn, I should oh, step Michelle. up. I should step up and help the family. Yeah. And work. And mm, work, yeah. Nice. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, so following that, first purchase that you made after getting your first salary? I think a laptop. Okay. Yeah. At that nice. time, yeah. A laptop. I did a laptop. That's a it sensible was, it purchase. Was, yes, because it was costly at that time. Okay. First time you knew that your husband was the one. Oh, 
Actually not <laughs> Um, think, think before you it's, answer. It's, yes, yes. Oh my God! If he's gonna listen to this, mati ay. <laughs> so, I think it's really Jodo because we were friends first. So I don't really know that he's the one. And then it's just that at that point of time we wanted the same thing, same direction. Mm. We see mm-hmm. ourselves, what we want in life. So that's when I know that okay, he's the one. Ah, oh, I love it. So because you knew that you had the same life correct, goals, yes, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Correct. So it's not like oh, I knew he's the one when I saw him play soccer. No, Ta-da, no, no, roll eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Okay, first thing you purchase for your first home. Oh, what did what I was the first thing you purchase? Fan. A fan. Fan. <laughs> That's such a Singaporean purchase because it's so hot. Yeah. Can TV never mind, but we need a fan, can? <laughs> That's hilarious. No. No. Okay. First country you visited together as a family? First country we as a family. Okay. With Mika, uh, it was Australia, Perth. And then with Moaz, Moza, I think we did London. Paris. Oh yeah, I yeah. remember. Yes, I correct. saw that. Yeah, it was like family. a fashion show with your whole family. <laughs> Moza, I love her outfit. Yeah. <laughs> I remember it, mashallah. Yeah. Okay, so my last first question to you is your first emotion or feeling that you felt when you first put on the hijab. Mine is a little bit different because the moment, it was the day that I got back from the hospital and I found out that Moza is going to be um, no hands, with no hands. Um, and then I told my husband that, you know, I'm going to put on the hijab because I felt that there's nothing else for me to show to the world. <gasps> my daughter is going to be born with a right hand. What's there for me to show to the world? So I'm going to put on the hijab and I'm going to realign. And we had a discussion like as a husband and wife. At that time, I think it was about three or four years of marriage. And then I said that, Probably we we lost the track. I love that your husband was like, you know, because usually like from what I know from stories that women have told me is like, either the wife starts becoming a bit more religious and then the husband lags behind or the husband first and then the wife lags behind. But I feel like with you guys, Allah has beautifully made it that you guys worked on it together. Yeah, mashallah. There has been a journey and, uh, you know, like I say, we lost track and... It's time for us to get back on track together. MashaAllah. Okay, I want to ask you this very important question because I feel like I look up to you for sure because you're like, I don't have an elder sister and I've always wanted to know, you know, what advice do you have for young ladies who are still seeking their passion in life? I would say that passion is something that you like to do something, right? It's basically like, uh, okay, I have passion for arts. You know, I want to pursue it and... You have to be able to be keras kepala or be focused oh. on what you want. You need to persevere lah. Yes, you yes. Need to yeah. Oh yes, that's the yeah. one. You need to basically persevere and yeah. in, in a Malay term, it was, I would say that you must be really keras kepala and all against all odds, you are going to get it done. Mm. And with that, it doesn't come with just perseverance. It comes with a lot of other things. I know that, you know, some people who are passion for music, but they have parents who are against it. So these are the mm-hmm. little, little things that uh, you need to find uh, barakah in it. 
Barakah from Allah, barakah from your parents is very, very important. How I started, I have passion for beauty. But like I told you before, I, I was thrown into a career world. I didn't go to polytechnic. I did not have that education to pursue my passion. So I have you had to, to learn from scratch. I have to learn from scratch. I don't know what business is. You know, as this goes by, I have to equip myself. I have to mm-hmm. read. I have to take courses. I have to take a diploma. How long is it? It doesn't matter. But to me, you want to pursue my passion? Yes. But it has to have substance. It has to have knowledge. Mm-hmm. You have to persevere. After persevere, you have to have barakah. You have to seek Allah's uh, barakah. You know, you have to seek uh, your parents' barakah. Sometimes you know things doesn't go right. You minta your parents for berkat. No, mommy, I want to do this. Can you please do all for me? Yeah, but I want you to be something else. And you know, you ask Allah and you know that something is not settled there. Not, yes, mm-mm. so it has to be. This, these are the foundation for you to move forward. And for me, the first step is always important. The first step is, like I say lah, is the berkat. You persevere ke, you macam mana ke, you nak go for your passion ke, I want to do it, I am going to music, I am going to art, I am going to open a business. But if you don't get this foundation right, then it will cost you later lah, I would say. Yeah, now looking back, I feel like everything that I wanted to do, Alhamdulillah, my parents have always supported, even if they don't understand, like yes, what is yes, it yes. you're trying to do? Sometimes they just don't get it and then, you know, you have to explain. I, I wouldn't say that, you know, okay, kalau parents tak berkat, you jangan buat, you know, but, you know, there's way to go around. You, that's your parents. Exactly. You know exactly how to, you know, pujuk orang, <laughs> tell them and, you know, please, I need your berkat, I need your doa in this. If I don't have your doa, yeah. what's there left for me, you know? Yeah. yeah, there's a saying that you know, berkat ibu bapa, also berkatnya Allah. You no, know, turidonya Allah, turidonya. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so it's very important. At the end of the day, I would say that when whatever things that you want to do, you have to give priority to your parents. And I shukur alhamdulillah, I have a very supportive parents, and parents, up till now, who is always supportive, always be there for me and my family. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. I think I have to add a bit on that bit where you said that there's always ways around your parents because we know our parents best yes um and i see this firsthand it happened in my life like when i first graduated from uni i'm the eldest just like you can so obviously i feel like although my parents don't say it there's like a bit of an expectation that okay because you're the kaka you have to kind of like you know lead something so i went to jc i went to uni i went to that whole route okay and then and then i got married (laughs) and then when i got (laughs) married (laughs) they will say that right oh you haven't like repay me and then you're going i i work for one year that's it i worked for one year okay. um and then i didn't just get married i moved oh so wow. i moved that's out a of huge singapore step. yeah as a mother it's very hard for me to let go definitely yeah i know i know mashallah and alhamdulillah my parents are super cool but you know they are still parents and society has because i feel like our parents generation they've been taught to like you know so their idea of hard work is working in an office having a stable job and that's cool so yeah. when I'm being in the government, civil servant, teacher, teacher. <laughs> yes, yes. Jadi cikgu bagus tau. Huh, nanti retire. You know, they have this this kind of mentality, right? Yeah, yeah. Like a noble I... job, it has to be a teacher. <laughs> That's the only noble job you have. Oh my god! Every time I enter Grab, 
Cikgu ke? <laughs> Every time, all the time. <laughs> okay, so then after that, right, I moved out of Singapore and um, my husband, he's, um, from the very beginning, he said, we're going to work for ourselves. Um, he's very entrepreneurial minded because his entire family do business on their own. So coming from Singapore, I'm like, but is it safe? Is it going to be stable? Like there was a lot of apprehension, no you know. It's you know. I cannot buy a house. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> then I had to, I had to pay back my university loan. There was, we were so broke at Norfra because we married really young. Then we both have degrees, my husband and I. My husband like graduated in the UK and I graduated from NTU and we both had film degrees. And so my husband, my parents thought like, oh, maybe they're going to work for a production house or advertising or apabenda or whatever. But then we decided to make our own business. And I think my parents, they were very worried for me because baru kawin and then like we didn't have a job and we wanted to make our own business. So it was really hard for them to see me struggling, but they wanted to be supportive. But I can tell, Hari Raya, if people ask, oh, so what does your daughter do now? Oh, you know, <laughs> like the voice just trail off. <laughs> Like, um, uh, and then, Allah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, and then, so then after that, um, but then I was like, okay, I think it's within all of us, Asian kids especially, we just want to make our parents proud. Like, that has been something that I've always wanted to do. So I know that my parents were worried about me and my husband uh, to do our own business, etc., etc. So I worked, I we worked so hard, Kat Nurfa. Like, we were broke for the first three years Inshallah. of our marriage. But then, Alhamdulillah, Allah sees our effort and He rewarded us with um, a little bit of success. So now, whenever my, my father's friends would send him, like, messages, like, Eh, I saw your daughter on TV. Or, oh, I, I, I saw your daughter's video. Or, like, oh, I saw your daughter. And then my father's like, yeah, 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 she's my daughter. He's like really proud, you know, like, yes, Aida Azin is my daughter. So <laughs> so I think what Kat Norfa and I are trying to say is maybe your parents might not get what you're trying to do at first. Tapi it's on you to really put in the work. Like Kat Norfa says, seek knowledge, like really do all your hard work so that slowly like you can win their heart. Um, they see that you're serious, right? Correct, yeah. If you, I mean, if you are not focused and if you, I wouldn't like, you know, suddenly my son check up, oh, mommy, I want to do art. Like, then I'm like, Yo, I want to become an artist. Then I'm like, but you have never learned, you know, we never seek that knowledge. Why would, of course, that's, oh, that's my passion, yeah, but you have to prove it to me. Yeah, this is exactly. what you are really focused on, yeah. So, exactly. don't be uh, despair that your parents like, yeah. you know, cannot, cannot, you cannot do this. You must become a lawyer, you must become a cikgu, <laughs> you know. So, try to get their blessings in. I'm sure you guys know, uh, parents, they have soft spots, especially exactly. for their Exactly, yes. yeah. yeah. And Kat Norfa is a parent herself, so she knows exactly what a parent would want to see. Okay, okay, okay. Last question. My last question to you is, is, can you give us an advice to three groups of people? The first group of people, what advice would you give to girls who are insecure about their looks? One of the many reasons um, I started uh, Moza Aesthetic is I want to make it affordable for my community especially. And of course, for them to be able to enjoy sick treatment for whatever flaws that they have on their skin and etc., but at the end of the day, loving yourself is very, very important. Beauty is really the eye of the beholder. I can say mm. that you can feel and look in the mirror and say that 
yeah, but you know that girl is prettier. You feel that that girl is prettier, but you know other people looking at you and say that you are pretty as pretty as the other girl. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think it's not just beauty as it is. It's mm-hmm. not just physical. To me, personality also plays an important part. For sure. You know, sometimes personality actually, you know, outshine everything. For sure, you know? yeah. At the end of the day, I still feel that you should really get it that, you know, not everybody think the way you do. Not yeah. everybody thinks that you are uh, you ugly you or are? fat or whatever. Yeah, so that that's very important, yeah. I hope I give the right advice. No. <laughs> um, I yeah. think personality is everything. Some of the most attractive girls I know, they might not what society would say as pretty, Correct, but yes. their character, their humor, the way they, they carry, them carry themselves. themselves. Exactly. Yes, correct, exactly. Yeah. So that's okay. very, very important. Perfect. Second advice for the second group of people. Advice that you would give to ladies who are about to get married. <gasps> Don't get married. <laughs> no, 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 joking. No. Enjoy life first. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, I didn't say that. Okay, off camera, I didn't say that. No, 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 no. Okay. I would say it's a, it's a commitment. Definitely, it's a lifetime commitment. In a harsh word, I would say it's like a gamble, you know? Like you going into a big new world. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I hope that whoever who wants to get married, they actually know themselves or how would I say found found yourself Mm -mm -mm. like you have to know yourself first like I say uh, love is something that okay I want to get married because I love him very much but this is a lifetime we're talking about and Mm. this is something that ever changing life is ever changing Mm. it's whether Mm -hmm. you are ready to adapt to that changes and you have Mm -hmm. to go through that in your mind and say that you know what if one day this is going to happen uh, am I going to stick by him you know mm. if there's no there's no more love in it am I going to work hard you know to bring back that love that I mm, want to rekindle that him. love Mm-mm. yes uh, to rekindle that love mm. so these are the things that you have to ask yourself not you ask your partner you have to ask yourself that's Mm-mm. that's what I will have as you sure you're ready and you set and you istihara and Allah say, yes, go ahead. Then, then you proceed, Bismillah. Yes, let's proceed with Bismillah. Nice. And parents berkat. Yes, very important. Parents also, I love okay? it. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. the third advice for the third group of people is one of the biggest things I've learned from you, Kat Norfa, especially from our conversation today, is the importance of trusting Allah. Like, this is something that you've drilled in me in my head today. Trust Allah, trust Allah, depend on Allah, ask from Allah, lean on Allah, don't ask yes, from anyone else. Yes, cry to Allah, yes. Yeah, yeah, cry to Allah, yes. Whatever, yes, do everything. So, my question is, for someone who have no idea where to start, what would be the thing that they can do to, like, start this relationship with Allah? Um, like I say, my connection... Or I would say reconnection with Allah, it's it's a journey. It's like Iman. Iman, sometimes go up, sometimes your Iman goes down, sometimes it needs to be charged, sometimes it's hungry. It's all a journey. It's Please don't be hard on yourself. If, let's say, you feel that susahnya nak semayang subuh, susahnya nak start to... I semayang, uh, you know, lat-lat, you know? You know what's lat-lat, right? Like, sometimes I pray, yeah. sometimes I don't pray, sometimes I rush, sometimes I tertinggal. So, don't be that hard on yourself. To me, it's all a journey. Mm-mm. Allah is like, every time you can just like, 
taubat and say sorry, you know. He is yeah. all forgiving. Say yeah. you can just, Ya Allah, just now I terlupa dah sebayar zuhur. No, you you should just, when you do something wrong or whatever, you should always ask for forgiveness. He mm. is all uh, forgiving. I think we all make mistake. It doesn't sure. matter small or big. But for me, the taubah is very, very important. And when you taubah, you really mean it. You don't say, Allah, sorry, tomorrow I do again, you know. <laughs> not not like that. You have to really have that connection, you know. Sorry, Allah, last time I'm I, I like this, I never saw that, I this. But, you know, please, please help me. Please fill my heart with more iman, Ya Allah. Sometimes, you know, I tergoda with whatever that is in, on earth. I'm so busy with dunia. So this kind of relationship that you are supposed to be open about it. Just have that conversation. If it's not verbally, it should be in your heart. In your heart. And clean your heart and say, Ya Allah, eh, tadi saya lupa nak semayang subuh. Ya Allah, uh, ya Allah, please, you know, I'm sorry, but I will try to do it. I will try to be on time. I will try to wake up. Yeah. Mm. So this kind of thing that... Uh, Constant communication with Allah. Constant communication and also always ask for forgiveness. Mm. Because you never know how small it exactly. is or how big is your exactly. sin. For me, gratitude is also very important. The relationship with Allah is like, you can say, thank you Allah, you have given me this amount of things to do today or whatever. In terms of bad and good time. Janganlah macam, when you are in difficulties... Then baru mana nak ambil uduk mana Quran mana nak ambil esmayang mana yeah, nak yeah. so it has to be constant trust him that you know he he knows everything you tak cakap apa pun dia dah tahu apa dalam hati you so mm, I think that's very important Allah is like our BFF basically yes yes mashallah and I think on that beautiful beautiful note that Allah is our BFF that we need to talk to him always and have that constant communication with him always I think this is the best ending to our conversation Kak Norfa Alhamdulillah so thank you so much again for coming in despite your busy schedule for like you know being patient with all of the you know technical difficulties <laughs> yeah, um, okay. but you've been such a great spot Alhamdulillah and I can now see how the community really loves you and your family and I pray that may Allah oh, continue Allah. to support provide you with goodness and may Allah allow you to use your skills and your talent and your time and your energy to always serve the community and serve your family and I pray Ameen. that I I will get the rescue to see you again in person inshallah Amin Amin inshallah Amin thank you for the dua thank you so much thank you Kak Norfa and with that I'll see you guys in the next episode inshallah Assalamualaikum bye bye Thank you so much for listening in to the episode. I hope you've enjoyed it and have taken away a new idea, have gotten a new perspective or some gems of wisdom, inshallah. If you'd like to hear more from me, I also write my Tuesday love letters and I'd love for you to join us. To subscribe for free, just head on over to aidaazlin.com, enter your email address, and that's it. The following Tuesday, inshallah, you'll receive a love letter sent straight to your inbox. And with that, I'll see you in the next episode, inshallah. Till then, please do take care. Bye.